welcome back to the Bitcoin layer. I'm Nick Batia, and today we welcome back Nolene Sumba. Nolene is our TBL Africa correspondent. That means she's on the continent and giving us regular updates on what's going on with Bitcoin adoption in Africa. Now, Nolene is in Kenya. That is her uh, country of origin, but she is making sure that she travels around the continent, at least with her relationships, so that she's bringing us uh, the best research and a lot of important information for what's going on in Africa. Nolene, thank you for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me back, uh, Nick. It's always a pleasure to be on the Bitcoin layer. Okay, excellent. Nolene, so today we are going to start in Nigeria. Yes. There is a, first of all, there's a large Bitcoin adoption uh, statistic when it comes to Nigeria, as well as a large stablecoin adoption. So Nigeria is already a hotspot for digital currency, but the situation we believe is accelerating. So what's going on in Nigeria with inflation? Talk about the potential strikes with the NLC and the TUC in Nigeria and um, explain to us the political situation with regard to inflation to set the backdrop. Okay, so um, uh, Nick, as per now, uh, there's a really critical situation in Nigeria. Um, as we can see, around July, the Naira really uh, depreciated sharply. And uh, we have two of the biggest workers union, as you've mentioned them, um, that want to strike. They are actually putting on an indefinite strike as from October 3rd. So um, for, for such a country to do this, you know, the impact... Um, especially in terms of the transport, uh, food and electricity um, for a country that depends on petrol generators for electricity, it's going to be a huge challenge. So we see that uh, Tinubu, uh, the president of uh, Nigeria, has decided to uphold the the, the reforms that he had put into the country, that is the elimination of uh, the subsidies and uh, the relaxation of foreign exchange. And this has led to the workers union demanding that the camp, the, the, the government should be able to listen to their plea. Uh, things are getting expensive. Inflation is, is, it's unbearable in the country. And uh, one thing that he's maintaining is that his actions are, will be, result in short-term difficulties in the country, but it will be essential in attracting investments uh, for the government in the long run. So uh, we, we are sort of wondering, um, what's, the, what's the middle ground here? Um, so maybe for now we can just see um, the happenings next week. I don't know whether negotiations with the government will be able to change um, most of the well, the decisions, but uh, yeah, you're looking at a country that has had an 18-year high inflation. The inflation currently is in the double digit, um, around 25%, and removal of fuel subsidy is going to be really impactful. And uh, it's it's once again I keep on saying strange that uh, Nigeria is a member of OPEC, and um, but it lacks the refining capacity and it's forced to import most of its fuel requirements. And yeah, this is something that uh, it's definitely going to be a, a mostly a negative impact for, for the country. 
So the the most we can see for now is just uh, wait and see whether negotiations will be able to stop the strike. Um, but if the strike does happen to occur, we expect that inflation will shoot up even more in their country. The Bitcoin layer is proud to be sponsored by River. Go check them out today at river.com slash TBL. Why do we love River? River is a Bitcoin only exchange. They offer lightning network deposits and withdrawals. And most importantly, guys, they do not outsource custody of their Bitcoin and customers' Bitcoin to a third-party custodian. River has its own multi-sig custody solution. That means that it is not using some other company to store Bitcoin that is purchased within their platform. So make sure you go check them out, river.com slash TBL, and learn about River today. And so let's break this down for the audience here so that they understand really the the basic economics of what's going on in Nigeria. You can actually forget the specific country for a second here as we explain what happens if a co- a country's government provides fuel subsidies for its people. Yes. Because a major a vast majority of electricity electricity generation in the country is dependent on just uh oil products, gasoline type of yeah. products, right? So you have you have petrol subsidies for the people because they need they need help paying for their electricity. They aren't able to refine the oil that they produce in the country, right? So they have to send the oil out and then import it back. They're importing it back at market prices, but the prices are in dollars. And so if the currency is under attack, either by its own government or some speculative attack from London banks. It doesn't even matter. What happens is that prices just continue to ratchet up for anything that's imported because it's all going to be dollar priced. So with the removal of subsidies, what you're doing is you're basically telling the people, we're not going to assist you in the primary way. And we are not doing anything to protect the currency. Therefore, your inflation is guaranteed to be more. So that's what I read is what's going on in Nigeria. Yes, exactly. And uh, maybe even I can give an example of uh, my own country, Kenya. We had uh, removal of the subsidy. Um, A few months back, we had demonstrations. There was public outcry because of the removal of the subsidy. And with this, the government has now been forced to reintroduce the subsidies. Um, Same case, the government was saying, you know, we're doing this because it's for the economic benefit in the long run. So these are just short-term difficulties you would have to face. And then in the long run, we'll be able to um, figure out a way. But it was unsustainable because... uh, Goods are becoming very, very expensive, especially in terms of food and transportation. And for us, we are an import-based economy. We depend on a lot of imports. So the shilling continued to slide, and yet the subsidies have been removed. Intervention had to be put in place to reintroduce the subsidies. So this is exactly the same case that's happening in Nigeria. And um, for Nigeria, there's already pressure on the Naira. So removal on, on, of the subsidy is just going to further um, affect livelihoods in the country, just as you've mentioned, Nick. So now tie that into what is going on in the country with regard to both stablecoin adoption, 
and Bitcoin adoption. We know that the eNaira project hasn't really taken off, but Tether and Bitcoin are both very popular in Nigeria. So just bring the audience up to speed. What's going on with digital currency today in Nigeria? Okay, so um, we had earlier talked maybe in, uh, in one of our discussions on how the introduction of the CBDC or the introduction of the CBDC in Nigeria had been implemented. Um, we had I'd really said how when it was being implemented, somebody had not done their due diligence because a similar the similar company had introduced something uh, in Barbados that failed, and uh, now. With the implementation of the CBDC, we ended up having a, a black market um, in, in Nigeria such that there was around four currencies in circulation. We had the old Naira, um, the, the new Naira, the e-Naira, and uh, now the black market trade. So it was it was um, just a cocktail that <laughs> was not really um, suitable. And um, actually, what, what, what had been said was that it will be upheld until December but 2023 this year, uh, where the court was supposed to decide. Uh, but because there's a dire need for, for currency, it, uh, the, the, the country decided uh, most of the citizens in the country just do not want to use it. They prefer just having their old Naira, the old Naira, which was easy to access. And um, the new Naira that had even been printed was not enough. And so adding on top of that, the, the new currencies are not enough, and now the old the the e naira that has been introduced cannot be accessed by majority of the population. We have uh, a, a country that um, majority of the population will be left out of the financial sector, and this is the problem. And people will always seek a solution, and uh, the solution currently that's that's uh, working for majority of the population. They're seeking alternatives in terms of uh, USDT and uh, other stable coins like also USDC. Um, they've been in circulation very much in the country. So you find Nigeria has a very big adoption in terms of, in terms of Bitcoin um, also and uh, mostly, but stable coins definitely are still, is still in the lead because um, that's what's being used. In fact, even in most of the importation that's occurring in the country, uh, we find that people are, are preferring to use stablecoins for the payment. So um, we see that with the seeking of alternatives, I think adoption is definitely going to just increase. Um, maybe we'll see this week if, if the strike does go through and we have the Naira uh, devaluing even further, um, we'll definitely see an increase in the use of other alternative uh, currencies, um, but mostly just stable coins and um, now, Bitcoin. Now, Nolene, the people might be a little confused as to why Tether and USDC versus Bitcoin. But yeah. what I think the most obvious thing here is that the Naira, whatever form it's in, whether it's one of these four forms that you describe, yeah. is a currency that you don't want to own. You don't want to hold it, you don't on, want an, to hold it. On, on a nightly basis because every day that goes by, it's likely to lose its purchasing power in a material way, not in an immaterial way that's not noticeable until you go a couple years, but actually on a daily and weekly basis. So it makes sense that they're going to seek alternate cur uh, currencies. But why, just explain to people why dollar stable coins versus Bitcoin. Now you mentioned both are being adopted, both are being used in the country, but 
imports, for example, are being paid for in Tether, yeah. right? Not in Bitcoin. And yeah. on a hand-to-hand basis, there's more usage of Tether than there yeah. is of Bitcoin. So yeah. just tell people in the Western world why that's the case. Why do people in Africa, in Nigeria specifically, use a US dollar stable coin over Bitcoin, even though both are rising in their usage? Okay, so there is a dire need. There is a dire need to have these currencies because, um, uh, for you, for Tether, that is, um, Bitcoin can be volatile, and uh, so it's not. It hasn't really been accepted as the main uh, form of payment. But US, uh, Tether is easily accessible for most of the population. There's a lot of uh, trading that on that is ongoing in terms of uh, the peer-to-peer platforms, especially. So it's the most accessible as per now. So in ter- for necessity purpose, I it's just it's it's much more convenient to be able to access Tether. And uh, if your supplier accepts Tether in payment, then that, that is the go-to. Absolutely. So it it is then understandable that because the dollar is the world reserve currency, it's the currency that denominates most of the trade around the world, that a digital form of the dollar would be a very convenient thing for businesses in Nigeria to use. Now, go to the other side of the coin. What is it about Bitcoin that is achieving adoption in Nigeria? What do the Nigerian people identify with Bitcoin? We've talked about a little bit of the technology forward culture of Nigeria, um, just being on the forefront in terms of trend setting on the continent. But go one step further. Why is Bitcoin being adopted if this if Tether is such a great solution for everything? Um, I guess maybe just because of the long term, um, being able to be able to save long term. Um, people do understand the importance of Bitcoin and uh, the, the dollar manipulation is still there. And uh, as people get to understand more, I can say that majority of the population, majority of the population is going for the dollar. Um, I wouldn't even say they're going for USDT. The lower class will prefer to, first of all, get to the dollar. And if you understand uh, the importance of USDT, especially for cross-border remittance, then USDT is the next best option. Um, but for Bitcoin, if you want to save your save your your long term in terms of uh, currency devaluation, um, then that's the option that people will go to, majority of the population will go to. And so it does come down to Bitcoin as a savings technology versus Bitcoin as a payments technology. We know that it is both, but it doesn't have to be both for every person on the planet or every use case. And so right now, in terms of payment technology, Tether is winning in Nigeria. In terms of a savings technology, Bitcoin is winning. And there are different use cases just based off of the circumstances of the person, the family, the country, even maybe the geography, uh, the political, the geopolitical dynamics between countries. There are many drivers that can drive people toward Bitcoin or toward Tether outside of the United States. But just remember, we have to remember that everybody has their own need. You mentioned that there's a dire need for digital dollars in Nigeria. Yes, not just Nigeria, 
Um, same case um, in Kenya, I can say that there is a dire need for digital dollar. Um, as you've mentioned, currencies are devaluing by the day uh, at this point. Um, for us, I can say we are currently at 25% um, the devaluation um, and inflation is rising on the day, daily basis. So there is a dire need for the digital dollar. Today's video is sponsored by Foundation Devices. Use promo code BitcoinLayer to pick up your passport today. Now go check out this device. The passport is a great way to get your Bitcoin off of exchanges. We all know the risks out there with keeping your coins on a third party custodian. Get them into your own custody today with a passport and use Bitcoin layer as your promo code for $10 off. And then we would expect the boom in US dollar based stable coins to continue, especially outside of the United States. This is not a localized issue to Mm -hmm. Africa even. Uh, We see this around the world. It um, It is also a parallel to the Euro dollar system. When we bring in monetary history, there's a parallel to offshore dollars that is very strong. Caitlin Long and I did an episode up uh, about why stable coins are basically the new Euro dollar system. There is a dire need for dollars outside of the US to make the system work just because of the denomination network effects of the dollar. And people have to understand that Bitcoin is up against that dynamic when it comes to the savings technology aspect, as well as the payments technology aspect. Uh, Nolene, thank you for bringing us up to speed in Nigeria. Now, I want to move over to the French countries, uh, the French uh, colonial um, ramifications and what we see in countries in, in Africa that use the CFA. So start absolutely at the beginning. How many countries, if you can give us an idea, how many countries in Africa have a legacy of French colonialism? First of okay. all, the, 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 the names of some of those countries, if you can. What is the CFA, Frank? What, it, what role is that? What role does France have in it? And just give us a quick, maybe three to five minute overview of the, uh, the CFA, Frank, please. Okay, so um, as per now, it's uh, 14 countries. So for the CFA franc, maybe if I can explain, this is a common currency used by 14 countries in Western Central Africa, and it is pegged to the euro at a fixed exchange rate. So uh, since the CFA franc is directly linked to the value of the euro, uh, this gives France the significant a significant degree of control over these 14, 14 countries. Uh, maybe one of the countries that I can mention that recently came um, into the limelight was uh, Niger. Um, me, uh, what, 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 okay, when the, when the CFA franc um, was introduced, um, it's actually managed by two central banks that are in France. So um, this also means that France has a significant monetary control over these 14 countries. And uh, it's now more of uh, we're talking about neocolonialism because these countries have not been given the sovereignty of determining how they will be able to use their currency or even just using their own currencies like um, most of the African countries do. So um, I can maybe uh, 
mention one of one of the countries, uh, Mali. Mali came into the limelight maybe um, a, a few years back uh, when they had a coup themselves. So it maybe can say it ushered. It was one of the countries that ushered uh, a resistance to the CFA franc. Uh, many other countries have been have been also doing it. We have Niger, we have uh, uh, Gabon, we have uh, Burkina Faso, um, and uh, we can say that. The, the French, uh, the France control over over these countries, it's uh, putting them in in a position where their economy is dependent mostly on uh, keeping a significant portion of their foreign reserves in a special account that's in France. That's in France, meaning that France has a large access to a pool of this foreign currency that is now used to support their own economy. So we're seeing that these countries are losing out, especially in terms of being sovereign um, and making their own economic decisions. And uh, some people may argue that, you know, uh, because they use the CFA franc, they have the chance of having a stable currency and um, they can be able to access the French market. But really, um, from what we can see, that uh, it kind of stifles the economic growth and development um, in these regions. And uh, they're, they're fighting back. And we can see Mali was the first one to usher them in the fighting, as I've mentioned. And then we have like um, Niger recently um, had a coup on the, in July that was um, in an attempt to, you know, try and maybe have negotiations in terms of the use of the CFA franc. And um, we see that when when there was a the elected president was just uh, arrested uh, in, in the coup um but yeah but besides niger we have um, also gabon recently um the president uh, was declared um the incumbent president was declared again um this is a country of course that has had like five decades of the same um presidential rule so it's uh, mostly a Oh, sorry, the same family ruling, and uh, they were re-electing them, re-electing the president for a third term. Uh, this was uh, uh, the Bongo family, and uh, there there was a coup in in terms of that because they feel like uh, France is now influencing. They're putting in puppets that are now controlling the the situation, so people really do not have a say. And uh, but the fighting back, I I feel, is as a result of trying to free themselves from from this, trying to be sovereign, trying to have their own sovereign currency. Yeah. So still a degree of French colonialism going on with regard to economic control, control over the currency, control over trade, control over the location of the reserves, and all of those things contributing to political unrest. So talk about, uh, explain to us the relationship between inflation and the coups in okay. the CFA franc countries. What's going on with inflation specifically that is being cited by the political opposition. Okay, so um, as I've said, um, when when this when uh, the countries are using their CFA franc um, in terms of um, the inflation, um, for example, when the, uh, Burkina Faso had uh, had the the coup. Um, it definitely causes instability in the country. And uh, with this instability, the economy weakens. Uh, there's also 
cases of human rights abuses going on um definitely um, things become expensive in in the country and um this is just a repeat uh, same case with the uh, gabon um same case with mali so we're seeing a scenario in which uh, these countries are still undergoing this fighting for 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 the freedom but at the same time the economy is weakening in the in the process of doing this um so up for for now um i i really don't have the exact inflation figures for for the countries but um it definitely is there it definitely is there because wherever there is instability um the movement of goods and services become a problem and um yeah things are bound to become more expensive in this country uh, Nalin, uh, for my last question, I want to ask you, maybe you can bring it back to Nigeria or go yes. somewhere else yes. with it. Yes. You mentioned how what's going on in Nigeria is a big problem. Yes. Uh that it's getting worse and it's something that we should absolutely be watching. You yes. also mentioned that there are coups in several countries yes. going on right now in response to uh, what's going on with the CFA Frank and other yes. uh other issues to do with self-sovereignty within the nation. So there are problems in currency devaluation, problems with politics, problems with French colonialism. What is the thing we have to watch most with regard to the African economy right now? Is it the Nigerian inflation problem as Nigeria is, you know, one of the main lifebloods of uh, the African economy? Okay so maybe one thing we can be able to watch uh, especially for Nigeria um the central bank of Nigeria governor um was recently just um ousted by the by the president um i guess they are also in a situation where they're trying to figure out solutions for for this um proposition of use of of, of bitcoin and other stable uh, stable coins in the in the country i guess it's been an ongoing discussion um especially now with the failure of the e naira um that has already been been it's already out there that this cannot work so maybe what we can we can we can look at is um how how the countries will be able to respond to this um they they prefer to use the subsidy we um for us like i can say in kenya we are receiving loans from the imf and world bank consistently so um as per now um nick i really i'm not sure how the 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 level of decision making that will be will be done especially by the central banks of either of these countries because it seems it's a it's all across the continent that uh, currencies are devaluing at a very fast pace so we can just be on the lookout each country is making their own decision um i can't even really base it just on nigeria because the situation in nigeria is different um as compared to kenya maybe as compared to burkina faso as compared to south africa yeah we need to be watching currency devaluation anywhere it appears yeah. nolin sumba our correspondent in africa with the bitcoin layer Nolene, thank you so much as always for joining us and sharing what's going on on the continent. Thank you for having me. All right, talk to you again soon. Okay, thank you. The Bitcoin Layer is sponsored by River. Go check them out today, river.com/tbl 
for a Bitcoin only exchange and a great experience. River offers a DCA feature where you can stack sats without any fees. They offer Lightning Network withdrawals. So get your Bitcoin off of the exchange using Lightning Network instantly. And also the most important thing about River, guys, they do not use a third party custodian. They have a multi-sig storage solution so that your Bitcoin, once you purchase your Bitcoin using River, is not stored using a third party custodian. River has control of that Bitcoin using a multi-signature solution. And what's more, they suggest you get your Bitcoin off of the exchange and into your own pockets. So go check out River today.